Hello and welcome to the Thursday, October 6, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Honolulu, Hawaii. Today the Sand Securing the Human Project released the next monthly edition of its OUCH newsletter. This is again targeting a non-technical audience, so not the average listener of this podcast. But this is something great that you can share with friends, families and colleagues. This time it just sort of focuses on four relatively straightforward things to communicate to stay safe online, things like general awareness of the user himself, then also passwords, patching and backups. Probably if you get those four things reasonably done well, then you really can evade most of the threats out there. And please remember when you talk to non-technical users, keep it simple, focus on a couple of easy items that are actually doable, uh, not something that's too complex and then doesn't get done anyway. And well, just to confirm this, we do have a new study that was uh, created by NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, that did interviews with regular users about computer security. And what they found is something they describe as security fatigue. Essentially, users are just overwhelmed with all the things they have to do, they have to remember when it comes to security. Like, for example, advice that's often given that you do need different passwords for different sites and they have to be, well, uh, hard to guess, which also makes them hard to remember. And then you don't give users tools like password managers in order to manage all these passwords, which, of course, then users essentially just give up on it and go back to using the same password over and over. This particular study came up with three different points that you should consider when you are designing security programs. Number one, limit the number of security decisions users need to make. And then make it simple for users to choose the right security action. And third, designed for consistent decision-making whenever possible. So essentially, make it easy for the user. And this is not really just something about technical ability. A lot of security practitioners uh, sometimes sort of look down on users, saying, hey, uh, they just can't remember 32-letter uh, random passwords. Well, uh, what it comes down to is that in the end, users still want to get work done. They want to use their computers and don't have to worry about security all the time. And talking about making security easier and a little bit more intuitive, uh, MasterCard apparently will move its facial recognition payment system out of the beta phase and will deploy it in Europe for real next year. In this case, the user will be asked to use an app on their smartphone to authenticate via a facial scan. So you essentially take a picture of yourself. You do have to blink while taking the picture in order to prove that you're real and you're not just using an image of yourself. And this will be used to authenticate and to the app and it will be used to approve your payment. 
interesting approach. Yes, there has been a lot of talk about how these facial scans uh, can be impersonated. The blinking is somewhat helpful here. Other systems have done that before, and of course, uh, that could also be emulated by a device, for example. But we'll see how it goes. Has a lot of promise to make some of that a little bit easier on the user. And then again, this is not necessarily about absolute security. This is about being secure enough and really managing the risk of these payments. And then the win for the good guys, Kaspersky came up with a decryptor for files encrypted by the Mars Joke ransomware. That particular ransomware went out late September and has been also attacking a lot of hosts outside of the US with ransom messages in Russian, Italian, Spanish, and Ukrainian. The victim has 96 hours to submit a ransom of 0.7 Bitcoin so that's about sort of three four hundred dollars I think and uh, they're presented with uh, the typical sort of black your personal files are encrypted screen if they're being hit the particular weakness uh, that is being exploited here in order to crack the ransomware keys is that the keys are not selected randomly there is a mistake in the random number generator that is being used here to come up with keys to decrypt encrypted files. You can download the decryptor from Kaspersky or the No More Ransom website. Well, that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow.